0: Welcome to the Liar Liar podcast. This is series two, Murderous Moncaster. A set of horror stories and folklore from Cumbria, which can be enjoyed at home as individual episodes, or downloaded from cumbriansongs.co.uk and listened to whilst walking around the grounds of Moncaster Castle in the western fringes of the English Lake District. Episode 1 Mary Bragg Are not these woods and open spaces, more free from peril and trifles than the walls of the castle and its courtyard? For here, a man who lends his ear finds tongues in trees, books in the running brooks, and sermons in stones. Lal Mary Bragg Aye, she was a tidy young thing. Worked as housekeeper to Grice the Parson down at Holmrook, the only thing she ever did wrong were to have affection for John Pike, footman at the castle here. He was a good-looking lad, mind. Had plenty of the lasses after him, like Lyle Miss Littledale, one of the staff here. Ay, she was a piece of work, cannier than divil and twice as evil. So looking to ward off John's other admirers, Littledale persuades these two brothers she knows to go round, scaring them off. On a neat when the Grices were away, these brothers knocked on the door of Parsonage Farm and tells Mary that if she wants to see John Pike alive, she must go with them, sharpish, as John's on his deathbed, axing for her. Well, she goes, in their cart, behind two osses, and then they pass the main gate to the castle and keep on. Well, Mary knows summits up, so she begs them to stop. They pull up and drag her off into the woods. Now... What is he that builds stronger than either the mason, the shipwright or the carpenter? The gallows-maker. For that frame outlives a thousand tenants. And a gallows they've made. A crude rope slung over a branch and up and up they hoist Mary by her neck. Letting her down again so she can just catch her breath. And they say, tell us you'll stay away from John and we'll let you go. But they've miscalculated. How much fright a lass can take, and hanging somewhere up there, Mary begins to pass over, to that undiscovered country from whose bourn no traveller returns. Puzzles the will, and makes us rather bear those ills we have than fly to others that we know not of, half here and half there. Mary suddenly becomes aware of a great many things, ancient letters, spells and the names of her two tormentors. She shouts their names and the older brother panics. He pulls a pistol out and shoots her in the face. The rope is loosed and the brothers run. Mary drops down but is not yet dead. The gunshot hit only the side of her face, claiming her left eye as its prize and some of her cheekbone. She crawls into the graveyard, and with ink from her bloody socket, she marks the names of those two villains on the back of a gravestone. She was found the next day by Joe Brookbank, who summoned Old Beatman, the gardener, and Doubleday, the gamekeeper. They thought they'd be implicated, so they dumped her body in Eskbeck. She was found a few weeks later, floating in the river but her remains were badly treated by the eels nibbling and the ghastly herons pecking. It was impossible to say how she met her end, but even Grice the parson believed she may have been the designer of her own death and would not afford her a Christian burial. Give me leave. Here lies the water. Good. Here stands the woman. Good. If the woman go to this water and drown herself, it is. Will she, nil she, she goes. Mark you that. But... If the water come to her and drown her she drowns not herself she that is not guilty of her own death shortens not her own life mary's ghost was often seen in the woods they say that a ghost is a soul that cannot settle doomed for a certain term to walk the night and for the day confined to fast in fires till the foul crimes done in her days of nature are burnt and purged away but that she is forbid to tell the secrets of her prison house, she could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow upon thy soul, freeze thy young blood, make thy two eyes like stars start from their spheres, thy knotted and combined locks to part, and each particular hair to stand on end, like quills upon the fearful Porpentine, the fearful Porpentine. Believing that Mary's ghost resided by day in the tree from which she was hanged, the good folk of Moncaster Castle chopped it down and built this summer house so that poor Mary's spirit might finally have a place to be comfortable. And with blood and spit and shaking bones, here endeth the sermon of the stones. By my fingers and thumbs, this story is done. Thank you for listening to The Liar Liar Podcast, Series 2, Murderous Moncaster.